Hey there, this is Nick. In this episode, I have the one, the only Keith Weber. If you don't know who Keith Weber is, shame on you. I've been a big fan of Keith Weber for a long time. I first saw Keith Weber on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and that's where I really got introduced to the concept of kettlebell training. Keith developed a series of videos called Extreme Cardio Kettlebell, and I highly recommend that video series. So buckle in. This is a great conversation that I have with Keith Weber about all sorts of things, fitness, all sorts of things, kettlebell, and of course, all things mindset. Hello, thanks for tuning in to the Upgraded Life podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nick Sotelo. The Upgraded Life is my personal project where I help people realize and reach their potential. I've been a professional helper for 20 years. Here's what I'm convinced of. The life that you have right now and the life that you want tomorrow is a product of your personal mindset, mission, and movement. Each episode of the Upgraded Life podcast is going to give you something that you can do as soon as the episode is over to upgrade your personal mindset. Your mindset informs your mission. Your mission tells you how to move every single day. And together, that is the upgraded life. All right, here we are with another episode of the Upgraded Life podcast. I am really, really, really super excited, almost fanboyish uh, with my uh, guest that we have today. And it is, he, he is Keith Weber. And I have a long personal history with him, well, long, about four or five years, and we'll get into that. But uh, I'm really excited, really blessed to have Keith uh, on the show. And Keith, what I usually do is just kind of throw this now back over to you. I'll let you introduce yourself to me and my audience and tell us who you are and what you do and what you're currently excited about. Okay. Thanks so much, Nick. Uh, I'll try to make it quick so I don't bore anybody, but um, <laughs> I've been a physical therapist. That's my, how I make my living. Um, in Canada, up in the Great White North, and I came across kettlebell training back in 2001, back before, like I, I think I saw kettlebells uh, on a VHS tape initially, um, and I just sort of fell in love with that type of training and started doing, I, I went down to the States and did, uh, to Minnesota, met Pavel Sensulin in person, uh, the whole experience was just incredible. And after taking that course, I realized that this is actually something that I could safely teach other people. Wow. Um, because I'm a physical therapist, I don't want to hurt anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah. And then I got back and it just sort of took off. This was before CrossFit was a thing. And sure. so it's sort of like a different type of high intensity training. And uh, yeah, it's just sort of, but I was sort of like, I guess I was one of the first people around to sort of have accidentally discovered kettlebells. So I, that's, I would say I, my, I'm definitely passionate about my work. Absolutely. I love the system that we use for physical therapy, but um, the thing that 
drives me to feel good. I guess my drug, if you want to say that is the kettlebell training. Sure. Sure. Uh, break it down for me. What, what does a physical therapist do? T tell me about that. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, well, we diagnose, uh, musculoskeletal injuries primarily now there's different types of physical therapists there's some that work in the hospital it will help you if you've had a stroke those guys are amazing they've got all sorts of weird neurological techniques to uh get the muscles firing and everything uh, i'm in private practice sports physical therapy my wife and i run a big sports clinic and uh so we're primarily interested in oh we it's we're so fortunate we have people from young athletes to elderly people that want to be able to keep gardening and uh so there's different types of physical therapy in the way it's applied and as i'm sure there's different types of psychology or anything like that sure. yeah um we tend to and I'm, i guess i i guess i'd call myself a traditionalist i mean we do uh uh, we do acupuncture. Uh, that's traditional. We do, um, I guess, kettlebells are traditional. We do a lot of really deep tissue hands-on type work, <clears throat> and uh, which is unfortunately a little unusual in the field of physical therapy nowadays. Uh, just because with technology, people, it's a much more machine-driven exercise prescription type profession. <clears throat> and uh, so I think our clinic is a bit unique in that sense that people come in and I guess get beat up, but uh, <clears throat> you know, like these, these muscles that they're complaining of by the time we see them, they're stuck together. Yeah. So we have to unstick them and then the exercises and everything are helpful. So, uh, and in fact, I'm quite excited right now because I'm, I finally figured out how I'm going to put a whole series of videos out to help people help themselves at home. And I guess this whole COVID thing has spurred that on because I have a lot of people that can't come and see me. So I've figured out some unusual techniques that you might not see. Uh, I know Kelly Starrett has <clears throat> done a lot of work on foam rolling and lacrosse balls, but sometimes you can get a little bit more, a little deeper using some other techniques. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. My sister-in-law has a doctorate in physical therapy, so I am, you know, somewhat familiar familiar with what she's doing and whatnot. She was a yeah, she was a godsend for me when I had my uh, shoulder repaired. She was actually uh, she was a traveling physical therapist for a long time, and just mm -hmm. happened to be at home during that part when I was having my uh, surgery and whatnot. So I had my own personal in-home physical therapist, and she beat me up oh. just like you said. <laughs> Good. Yeah. And you know, there's so many, uh, our scope of practice is so broad and I think that's why I chose it as a profession. Uh, so yeah, there's so many different tools in the toolbox and so there's so many different ways to help people. And, and I didn't want to be the guy that had to farm things out. I didn't want to have to say, Oh, you know, go see the massage therapist for that. And, oh, go see the kinesiologist for the taping. Like I wanted to do it all myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, I love, I love, my profession i've been doing it for 20 years and i still love it so what what got you into it i honestly you know a girlfriend i she was a nurse and i was a professional student by that point i think i was in my early 20s i'd been <clears throat> you know i was sort of had a degree and i was working toward i'm just sort of hanging out in school it was fun 
and I had this amazing summer job that allowed me to fund this on my own. I, I'm sure you have, uh, you're in Oregon, so I, tree planting is probably a thing there with the yep, logging industry. Yep. So, <laughs> so I tree planted for eight summers and uh, made at that time, well, I, even in, by today's standards, I mean, I made amazing money, got to be in the outdoors all summer. And then, you know, you're out outdoors also. Well, geez, all I dreamed about was going back to school and learning more stuff. So <laughs> I was sort of, I guess you could call it a rut, but it was an awesome rut. I loved every minute of it. And then, uh, yeah, I had this girlfriend, I think she saw potential in me. She goes, you know, you're just kind of hanging out in school. Like <laughs> you should, uh, she said, you'd be an amazing physical therapist. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and then I was like, I've heard of it, but I don't even really know what they do. And uh, kind of looked into it because I would always take my friends to the gym and I'd say, oh, buddy, you've got to get rid of that gut. Or, <laughs> oh, my goodness, your arms are too skinny. Or like I was always trying to fix my friends through exercise, <laughs> even right. at that age. So uh, it just blends so well with what I love to do anyway. Sure. sure. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. If you were as focused on fitness back then as you're entering that. Oh. Yeah, I started get, I think I realized I was addicted to exercise when I was, I don't know, maybe eight years old. And I remember my dad, maybe I was 10. I don't know. I was really small. And my dad drove the old pickup home and he had a whole pile of manure on the back and he had backed it into my, uh, the garden my mom's garden and I think he went in my dad didn't have coffee breaks my dad had whiskey breaks so he went in had a shot of whiskey and probably you know <laughs> I'm, I'm painting a bad picture of him he was an awesome guy he just came from an era where you know you <laughs> just sort of did that sure, I got and uh, yeah. on weekends right yeah <laughs> I'm sure some, some people still do especially with the COVID thing but and I thought <laughs> and he'd usually take about 15 minutes so I thought I w wonder what my dad would think if I got rid of all this soil and manure into the, the garden before he got out and I remember I got to work and I I think that was the first time I had an endorphin rush in my life and I was dizzy and I was sitting on the step and I could see my heart beating through my chest and I was like it was almost like the first time I guess somebody would take a hallucinogenic drug I was like oh my god I can't believe how good I feel and then I've sort of been chasing that feeling ever since I was a little kid so yeah, I've always done sort of crazy things that by myself, I was an only child. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I remember I'd ride my bike to the, we lived in a little town, but it was about, uh, about 15 miles from the nearest city. So I'd ride my bike to the city and sometimes I'd have to call my mom from a phone booth and say, can you come and pick <laughs> come me up? But, me. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So there's lots of things just, just to chase that feeling of, uh, of wellness and and I'm not so much of an exercise addict that I need to do like I don't need to do anything insane like ride a spin bike for 10 hours a day or but I do need something that really is tough and challenging um and the more tough and challenging it is the less I need of it sure. <laughs> it's almost like it's like a drug like yeah. it's uh and the kettlebells are the way that I've structured my training to me is the hardest thing I can do in the least amount of time yes. with the least amount of adverse impact on my body. Yes. <laughs> I can is... go out and run hills or yeah. stairs, but then 
my upper body's not getting a workout and you know like it just it just gets everything all at once yeah so it's been my it's the one i keep coming back to like sure. i've done a bunch of things did ironman triathlons for about a decade um you know did like lots of spartan races stuff like that and it was all good but I always used kettlebells for the training because yeah. I thought, well, what's the sense of going out for a five hour bike ride every second day when I could, you know, do kettlebells for an hour and a half. And then like, I, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's been a real godsend for me. I'm so thankful sure. that I came across sure. it. Yeah. I, I appreciate you telling me that story about your dad and, and the soil and the manure and the truck is, as you were talking <laughs> about it, you know, you can't see yourself on video, but you, you just lit up and you could see the energy in your face and, <laughs> I did an episode on this podcast um, that's up right now, but it's about earliest memories. And that was one of the things that I learned uh, in my training and working with people from a counseling or psychology uh, angle is sometimes our earliest memories can provide a script that we, whether we realize it or not, are living out in the here and now. And you kind of just, you know, softballed that one for me right there. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Uh that story i think about that one a lot well and do you have kids i do yep i have two boys 16 and 12 right now oh my gosh i mean <laughs> being a parent is such a wonderful thing because you get to relive your childhood all over again and you see it and you just right. see these these people that are have your you know they remind you of yourself and it's just uh, it's the most wonderful thing in the world so Absolutely. and actually uh i'm I'm just riding a high of gratitude right now because uh, <clears throat> usually my kids and I are doing the six week program mm. and uh, <clears throat> they have, they've got a lot of their friends doing it with us. So we'll nice. do it by, you know, by FaceTime if the kids, you know, if he can't leave the house and then some of the kids will come in and we, we stay, you know, six feet apart. But uh, yeah, I went down to grab something and they're, they're, they're there. They're, they're doing the workouts themselves and uh, I did it yesterday. Yep. The last day is tomorrow. So nice. That's, Good job. Uh, yeah. Good job. I had to start and stop and then I started again, but uh, I'm going to keep going. It's a really tough program. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. So um, yeah. that, that part that you said though, about, you know, all the things that you could do for, for getting yourself in shape and fitness and how kettlebell kind of does it at all in yep. a short amount of time uh and it doesn't you know lowers your your risk of hurting yourself if you do it right and all those things Th that's exactly yep. what attracted me to kettlebell and you know i first saw you you know i got introduced to you and you probably hear this story all the time um you know watching joe rogan right and uh yeah and so those two things seeing you on there talk about kettlebell i had no i, I mean i think i had probably seen a kettlebell uh, but I had right. no idea, like you were talking about, you know, like for the longest time, they're just, you know, door weights, right? I mean, who <laughs> door stops <laughs> and, uh, I'm actually using one right now as a door stop to be, Oh yeah. They're so, to be honest, right. <laughs> for all sorts of uh, things. Keeps Paper the dog weights, out of this stops. room. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah, I know what <laughs> it was there that I saw you and, you know, that coupled with the, you know, Joe was saying, you only need a 35 pound kettlebell. That's it. And yeah. I thought, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. So I ordered my kettlebell and I bought, um, at that time, I think only, um, your first video series was available. And so 
And basically ever since right. then, you know, that's been my primary mode of exercise and workout has been uh, kettlebell and extreme kettlebell one that you put out. Wow. Yeah. Well, and I guess, I guess I'd have to say the same. Like I've gone through a couple little spells of, uh, I mean, even when I did the triathlons, I, it was still my primary mode because, and that's why I'm quite excited about the, I'm going to, I'm going to try not to go off on too many tangents because I listen <laughs> to a lot right. of podcasts and sure, no. I, I know what it's like if you have somebody that's uh, too, too much, but uh, the extreme four that's pretty much done nice. is kind of how I learn how to train while doing other things. Okay. Because when I started Iron Man, I was basically, I, I, my first one, I went all in. I just trained like all my friends that were doing Iron Man. It was, it was kind of a business. My, my, my wife is a very smart woman. So she said, you know, if you go into this, this field, we're going to attract a whole market of people that want to be well, that don't mind spending money on their bodies. You'll get into that community. And uh, so I kind of dove in with both feet. So I kind of drop the kettlebell chain except i would sort of do it once a week maybe twice if we can run a class um but then i would start i started outsourcing that to some of uh, my trainers and uh i got into really good shape for biking swimming and running but i i was having a hard time touching my toes and my wife was like god you're looking skinny and i'm like no really and like i was just <laughs> i just i wasn't I wasn't feeling as good. I was, you know, like, and I remember doing some races and, you know, walking back to the vehicle with my bike and, uh, you know, you see yourself in a store mirror and I'd be like, God, is that me? Like I look, I was starting to look like a skinny fat guy <laughs> and yeah. I was training hard and I was, I was actually not bad at that sport. I've always been an okay runner. And, uh, and it was like, but it wasn't a looks thing so much, but I think your appearance, can be a symbol of what else, other things that are going on. Sure. You know, I, and, uh, but it was definitely, I, I definitely felt, I didn't feel as good. I felt like my shoulders were stiffening up. I was always getting treatment at my own clinic from my colleagues. I wasn't as resilient. And so then I figured out a way to start adding kettlebells, same it was the other thing I was missing out on. I wasn't getting that same endorphin rush that I was getting from the kettlebell. It was like I was drinking Miller Lite all the time, training for triathlons, <laughs> and, and I needed to get that shot of uh, tequila. And the, the kettlebells I, are so concentrated that I needed, I needed that again. So um, I figured out a way to make it so you can, you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. And absolutely. so I tested it out on a lot of people. And I'm really, really excited about this new video. And I don't think it's going to replace any of the other videos because okay. I, I always, I love, <laughs> I actually love doing the two, the first two videos in that six week template because it's, it's a nice mix and match. And, uh, but it's intense. Like I'm not doing anything else. I'm just in between uh, days. I'm just recovering, right. you know, Absolutely. walk long yeah. walks. Absolutely. Like people are like, what else should I do during the program? I'm just like, yeah. if you're doing the program and you're using a weight that's challenging you, you probably will just want to stretch yeah. and like 
maybe uh, go for a long walk or go for a bike, like just enjoy life in yeah. between times. You know, like you don't take up like uh, the Jim Wendler three, five, three, one program or something. Like that. Right. Just, no, I appreciate it so. that the six week program gives you the weekends off. Right. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You need them. Yeah. So for folks that are listening, right. Um, they may not have a clue what a kettlebell is. <laughs> They're not going to have a clue who you are. And I want to fix that. Okay. So uh, just give us an intro overview to what a kettlebell is and what do you do with it and the, the advantages of, of doing training with kettlebells. Yeah, that's an awesome question because, okay, the beauty of a kettlebell and disclosure, I, like I'm a business person, so I'm thinking, I have so many people, oh, Keith, I need a kettlebell, you know, and I'm sold out. I sell kettlebells, not primarily as a business, but I do have a few kicking around. I've lent out all my kettlebells. I saved enough for myself, my kids, and their friends. And people are like, oh, Keith, do you have any kettlebells? And I thought, I wonder if you can do the kettlebell routines with a dumbbell. So mm -hmm. I have uh, an adjustable dumbbell. And the kettlebell that I use in the video, which is a round cannonball-shaped thing with a handle, it's just a, it's a br brilliant design. And I didn't realize how brilliant it was until I tried to do one, the man maker from the first video with a dumbbell. And it was the 45 pound dumbbell. And it's got the screw on collars to keep the weight. Uh, well, I, I peeled the one fingernail back. Um, it, it, the, the weights were coming loose. It, it didn't, like I tried to do windmills and overhead squats with it, but the way the kettlebell kind of pulls your arm back into the socket, you're, you can't, it, the, the dumbbell doesn't do that. It's, and it's so awkward and all the edges hit you and the kettlebell's nice and round. So it's sort of like this big steel baby that you can kind of nestle <laughs> into your shoulder and just sort of hold there. Like it's basically, it's a, an amazing design to allow you, especially the, the original Russian design, to allow you to hold on to more weight than you'd otherwise be able to hold on to without putting any strain on any joints. It's incredible. Yeah. And then there's some people, so. Keith, that I've talked to that, um, I mean, cause your, your video series, at least one and two is, um, branded as cardio kettlebell. Right. And so, yes. so some people hear that as blending weight training with cardio and I've heard people say, oh, you shouldn't do that. Just, if you're going to do cardio, do cardio. If you're going to do weight training, do weight training. You shouldn't blend yes. the, the same, the same uh, routine or exercise. What's your response to that? I would wholeheartedly agree. Um, if, you're, if we're talking about long, slow distance cardio or sustained cardio, I guess it depends what you define cardio as and what you define strength training as. So if you were purely strength training and you were like really, let's say you were training for a powerlifting meet or something like that, uh, 100%, you would want to train for that. Um, on the same token, if you were trying to train for a marathon, you would want to primarily run. Uh, but if you're training for lifelong health and longevity and you don't have all the time in the world to selectively choose. Like you're not into that. If you're just like trying to find a way to be way more fit than the average population 
in a short period of time. And because studies have shown that interval training, like the high intensity interval training is almost like medicine for our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing book written by a Canadian researcher. He spent over a decade studying high intensity interval training. It's called the one minute workout. He, I heard about him on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Okay. And uh, he basically confirmed everything I kind of thought. Yeah, I mean, he's, he studied it. He's done the blood tests and like all the biomarkers improve when you do hit type cardio. So uh, now is hit cardio going to make your deadlift go through the roof? No. Uh, is it going to make you a better marathon runner? Maybe not necessarily, but uh, it's, it's certainly for me, the, if you're looking for a fitness foundation, um, the, the hit training is the key, right? That's why sure. CrossFit is so popular. It's the very, now why I love the kettlebell so much and I, and I'd like to try everything out before I say anything is it's to me, it's, I can't get my heart rate high, higher with another modality without either wrecking my body or destroying my psyche. <laughs> so for instance, <laughs> I can get an amazing workout with a rower. We have a, like those nice rowers that they use for CrossFit and I can get, I can get my heart rate up. I can almost like make myself throw up, but you know, the next day, uh, you know, my low back is feels like it's done an inordinate amount of work, even though my form's good. I've had people that know that what they're talking about, check my form, uh, the assault bike. Oh my God, do I ever love assault bikes? But to do that every day or, or more often than not, it's, you're, it's a very linear, you're on that sagittal plane. You're not, you're not moving out of that plane. So it's got its limitations too. So if I'm, if I can, I guess it's the, if I can have everything in one package, I'm going to take it. Sure. If I have a car that I can like take off road, but at the same time I can uh, take on, the, you know, like it's just, it's such a versatile form of exercise, but at the foundation of it all, it all it's, it's allowing a person to elevate their heart rate higher than anything else because you're using your whole body like even with the assault bike i find the backs of my shoulders start to uh, get wear out and then my legs wear out whereas with kettlebells the only thing wearing out is my heart is like i'm looking i'm like oh my god my heart rate's up to 170 like at my age i shouldn't even be able to get it up that high holy smokes (laughs) like so it's in pavel he's got some classic lines but one of his lines was you know kettlebells are a way to train where you wish a certain body part would give out, but it just won't. So you can basically keep going until uh, you've created such an oxygen debt that you have to stop. Like you literally can't keep going and you're not limited by, it's like having a race car. You're limited by how solid your chassis are. Well, here we've got this form of exercise that done correctly. uh, You can, you can push yourself to the limit over and over again because you're not doing any damage to your body. Sure. Absolutely. And that was, you know, when I talk about what I do with people, mindset, mission, and movement, you know, the movement piece is when we look at, okay, what are you doing on a daily routine? Oh, and by the way, you you ought to be doing some kind of exercise. And so for me, the kettlebell removed most of the excuses that I hear the average person make about being able to exercise on a regular basis because 
you don't need fancy equipment, right? All you need is one kettlebell. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, whatever time that you can afford to dedicate to it, you're going to get some benefit out of it, in my opinion. So yep. um, when I first started, I wasn't in great shape by any means. And I was using, you know, the first video series and it was all I could do to get through one six or eight minute workout. And that, yep. I, that was it. And then once I, once I realized, or once I felt that I was getting better at that, then I would do two. Right. And then I would do three. Um, but it, for me, it removed any of that excuse. So when I'm traveling locally, I throw the kettlebell yep. in my rig and if I'm overnight someplace that thing oh. goes with me and I can still keep up no matter where I'm at. Yep. Yeah. So oh, that's so good to hear. <laughs> re removes the excuses. Right. And now kettlebells yes. are, are considered almost required fitness equipment, meaning like we went to Hawaii and there was actually a kettlebell in the, in the, the resort workout room. Right. And so, yep. you know, it was, I think it was like a, in the U S right. I think it was like a 25 pounder or something like that. And I'm, you know, okay. you know I use yeah. more than that, but it was, it was there. Right. And so I was like, yep. Oh, okay. And so I just love it for that reason. And for all the reasons that you stated, um, you can get a, a terrific workout. And for me, and, and I, I, I think that you're going to, have a lot more stories about this than, than I do at this point in time. W once I got into that routine of working out, I realized I had some of my best ideas in the course of those workouts. Yeah. And that's what, that's actually what got me over the kind of the initial, I'm going to do this, right? Everybody does the, I'm going to do this. And then that peters out and then, and then, yep. what? but for me, it was like, man, I have, you know, the way my brain works, I'm always thinking about things at work and things at home and different projects. And I would just have some of the best ideas and the best realizations in the course of my workout. And that's what kept me doing it. I mean, if I don't work out, I, I might miss out on some of my best thinking. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're right. And it's uh, the kettlebell training is it's hard to explain, but I, I feel like the more you do it, it's kind of like that old Bruce Lee saying where, you know, when he started training, a kick was just a kick and a punch was just a punch. And then, you know, he got to the point in his training where he realized a kick is so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And then he came back around where he realized a kick is just a kick. And it's almost like you go through phases like that with kettlebell training where you get to the point where you're, you, you develop a mastery for the technique and I'm making it sound way more complicated than it is. It's not complicated. Uh, where you can like just turn your brain off and your technique is so dialed in that you're just like, okay, now I have 10 clean and presses. Okay. I like your body knows what to do and you can just like laser beam focus on keeping your breathing tight, keeping your core tight and, and just like, <laughs> you, you have to be very mindful, I guess is what I'm saying. Sure. But at the same time, there's a huge part of your brain that's that's w awakening and allowing you to have these amazing thoughts yeah. uh, in the back of your mind. And then, you know, maybe between sets, they like I always have a, a pencil and paper so I can, like, oh, my God, I just had a great idea. I have right. a, a lot of ideas for videos and things like that when I'm doing doing kettlebells, especially technique videos because technique is so important yes. and it's so easy to correct. Yeah. It's just, just do what comes natural. <laughs> yeah. When you, 
uh, you've put out a couple series of, of technique videos and um, you know, my, my elbow and my shoulder really thank you when you actually broke down how to do the snatch correctly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Cause I, yeah. was just, I was just winging it out in front of me. You know? <laughs> and, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, and the beautiful thing was, and I'm so fortunate that when I got my first kettlebells, I got the standard set. I got the, uh, 16 20 no i got the i think i got the 16 and the 24 kilo mm -hmm. and i was in pretty good shape then i was doing i was kind of into bodybuilding and uh i had to we'd go on vacation in idaho in the summer so i had to get them shipped to idaho because they didn't ship them across the border and uh got them from dragon door beautiful kettle. i still have them to this day and um i beat myself into a pulp with those things for nearly a year before i went down to minnesota to do the, uh, I think it was their second course on kettlebell certification. Sure. I think the first one was like really like sort of a trial run. This was their first real official course. Wow. And from the first night, like I was doing the swing wrong. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no wonder my low back feels so bad. It was like the guy said, oh, no, no, just stick your hips back further. And it was like automatically I went from the 16 kilo to the 24. I'm like, oh, my God. So I remember the end of that three, I think it was three or four days, the end of that, my abs, we didn't even do crunches, but my abs, like I turned funny, my, my, my abs would cramp up and I was like doing dragon flags and hanging leg raises and wheel roll. Like I had pretty strong abs, but it was a different part of my abs that Absolutely. were uh, yeah. awakened. And so then I know now what people are going through when they're learning the snatch, it's like they're doing what comes naturally, right? right? The human brain is saying, Okay, we're bringing that weight overhead. Well, and guys do things differently than women. Sure. Women inherently know that, well, if I'm going to do that, I better use my hips and my core and my legs. They just know where their power comes from. Guys are just like, we're like cavemen. We're like, let's grab it with our big strong. Because we have, we have strong arms. Right. And so you have to try to trick the person into not using their arms so much. Right. So I've taught so many people how to do kettlebells in one-on-one -on -one or in, in like groups that I've I feel like I've still have lots to learn, but I still, I feel like I've developed tricks that even people that don't get my usual tricks, <laughs> if those don't work, I've got a, a bag of unusual ones that now I'm trying to share on YouTube now that I figured out how to edit my own videos. Yeah. So, and I love them. <laughs> you're in front of your wood stack and you got your boots on and you're in yeah. shorts and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my daughter told me there the other day. She said, "Dad, the shed thing's getting old. You need to find a new place to do your uh, tutorials." And I'm like, "I love the shed. Yeah, I love the I shed." Said, well, I said, "Well, yeah, like I like the shed. It's kind of and it's authentic because I actually right. do. I come up with my best ideas when I'm working out by the woodshed. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> and it's got a nice uh, solid background. Yeah. So when you are filming, you can sort of see a little bit easier. There's no yep. trees in the background, right? Sure. So. Yeah. If you're going to make an adjustment, here's my suggestion. Um, do it in the back of an old pickup truck. Oh, <laughs> that would be good. Bring, bring it back to the where it all started for you, my friend. Oh, man. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah.
So that training in Minnesota, you've you've mentioned his name a couple times, but again, you know, yes. pe- people who aren't familiar with with kettlebells and whatnot, they don't have a clue. So yes. tell us what it right. was like to meet Pavel and and, and how that went oh. for you. So, uh, okay, I first met Pavel through. I started. I was reading Muscle Media Two Thousand, and <laughs> it's a. It was. I don't even think they make the magazine anymore, but. I had a subscription to uh, men's health and muscle and fitness and then muscle media 2000. And, and that was this, the 12 week transformation program by Bill Phillips. He was the guy, he was the publisher of that magazine. And, and it was, to me, it was the best magazine out there. And at the end, these articles started to appear at the very end of the magazine by this Russian guy named Paul Setsulin. And I loved his articles because they were so unusual and they were all, uh, they were all about getting stronger and not being such a wuss and about <laughs> like being a real man. And you, just the way he wrote, you could tell it was a lot of tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. but he was funny and he was like, he was interesting to read. So um, I think then some art and some ads started to pop up about, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what I actually have from story. Uh, he had this, I kind of, this was back before you could just surf the internet on your phone and like Google pop, you know? So I had to kind of, but the ad started to pop up about uh, his book, power to the people, which was all about deadlifting and two exercises, deadlifting and side pressing with with weights. And uh, I had never deadlifted before because I thought the only people that, the only people I'd seen deadlifting were uh, big, heavy set guys with knee wraps that were right. yelling in the back of the right. gym and chalk flying all over. And I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever, I know what my body type is like. That would right. never happen. Um, I'm built like more like a female physique competitor. And uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but I was started doing deadlifts and my kids were little then. So it was a perfect storm. It's just a, a fate combining. And my kids were little. I needed to find a way to work out at home. And there was one part of his book where he talks about the Russian bear program. And, uh, cause he, cause he doesn't, he's not into getting big or looking good. He's kind of, he doesn't like that kind of thing. He's into getting super strong and staying skinny so that you can be a better fighter and things sure. like that, or be a better soldier. He was a, a Russian Soviet, back Soviet special forces, right. uh, physical trainer. So he was training these hardcore men to be able to jump over fences easier and, and with 50 pounds on their back. So, uh, anyway, so I did his Russian bear program, which was only, he only dedicated like half a page to it. But that one page, I'm like, oh, cause I get bored. Like to take a five minute rest between sets, there's no way I can kill me. Uh, even if it, even it, if it does mean I'm going to get stronger, I can't do it. I'm not willing to pay that price. I'm too, uh, hyper. Um, so anyway, at the back of his book, I saw this, these kettlebell ads and I was like, yeah, it didn't really interest me. But then I did this program for a year and I got amazing results. And I was like, well, if this is that good, I'm like, what's this kettlebell thing like? So then I ordered the book and the VHS tape. And uh, the book was like really interesting. Well, that's kind of cool. And then when I saw him performing the exercises, I'm like, oh my God, that looks so hard and so cool. And I, I'd never seen anything like it. And uh it was just such a neat video. And I thought, so I convinced my wife, I said, honey, 
you gotta let me get these kettlebell things. They're really expensive, and but I, I just oh. so had them shipped, and, and I had to wait like months. I think like from Jan. I think we go to we went to Idaho in July. And I remember running into the campground office, and you know, Maryland, did, did a package come in from from UPS? And and she's like, ah, well, I don't know. And I was like, oh my god. Like, cause you couldn't track things back sure, then, right? right? Like yep. this is, and I, so I was just like hoping, hoping as she goes, there's some heavy things in the back in the, the <laughs> cardboard boxes that were covering the kettlebells are just like destroyed. destroyed yeah, I think yeah. the, the FedEx guy is probably, what is this? You know? And, uh, so that began my love affair. I remember just like, I couldn't get enough of these things. I was like reading out of the book. I was trying to learn the windmills from the book and from the video. And I was doing it completely wrong. I was just, anyway, so zoom ahead get back on on topic uh convince my wife you gotta let me go to minnesota we can use it as a tax rate on business expense um but it's like i get to meet this pavel guy in real life and it's like so amazing so she's like okay okay so fly down to minnesota and here i am here's little keith from canada in amongst like people named john doe literally like half the people there were guys that were like had aliases because they worked for the American military law right. enforcement. Right. There's one guy there named Frank Tim Larkin Smith. that like, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like these guys were super hardcore. And, uh, and then there were a few like personal trainers there. People are kind of on the cutting edge hey? that are kind of household names now, but back then everyone's kind of like, this is a real cool thing. Let's learn how to do this. And I meet Pavel and he's just like the coolest guy. And he's like, oh, Keith from Canada, because I think he saw the course. There were many people in the course, maybe like 30 of us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, you look like a surfer. <laughs> and he's just, like, he's just like, he just sort of like took me under his wing because I think he realized, okay, like here's, uh, here's this guy. He's not like, he's not going to kill anybody. He's just like this kind of <laughs> pretty boy from Canada. <laughs> and, um, and the course was amazing. And I remember like being exhausted. I hadn't been that exhausted since hockey school when I was a kid. And, uh, and I just remember kind of like, I didn't want to be too much of a fanboy, but you know, I kind of hang around with them and, you know, kind of sit near them at supper time. And, uh, <laughs> um, but the course was amazing. And it was, uh, I kind of partnered up with this guy that was, this genius from New York city called Steve Friedis. I think he was a piano, you know, he was like, a. there was just amazing people all in this one thing. That's why I made the video so hard is because, uh, especially the first video I thought, well, I don't want my, these people that I got to know thinking, well, that's too easy, (laughs) you know? And, and, the, the end of the course, you had to do something called a grad workout where it was like an hour in a football field at the school that we were doing the course at where it was just a series of like swings and you throw the kettlebell and then you run up to it and you do like you did a whole bunch of that. You did this hour long random workout of stuff that you were just like exhausted, but you kind of had to do the workout sure. and it was promoted to use a 24 kilo like you know like for men you know and there weren't many women in this course uh so that was my favorite part of the whole course because <laughs> i was like wow this is amazing like I, we went for an hour and we're just a bunch of puddles and but we felt great and i thought hmm 
that's my kind of workout. So, sure. yeah, it's a great story. And then, thanks. Yeah. Do you stay in touch with Pablo at all anymore, or what's that like? Uh, he's kind of transcended. He's like, he's now runs uh, the Strong First Empire. Mm -hmm. And he has a whole bunch of people that are teaching his ways. Um, so no, you know, it's just like, if people ask me, you know, like I get a lot of people saying, Hey, can you let Joe Rogan know that I've got this awesome product? I'm like, <laughs> honestly, like I love Joe Rogan. He has done so much for me, but it's not like I'm going to like, just call, it's right. not like we're on speed dial together. Like right. I wish, yeah. but I mean, he's like, he's amazing. Like right. it's such an honor to be on his podcast. Absolutely. Uh, so it's same thing with Paul. Like, sure. I'm sure that if I, found an email and I reached out to him he probably he's that awesome of a guy he probably would get back to me but that email would probably be intercepted by somebody that is looking sure. after his affairs sure so. yeah I heard you talking I don't know where it was but I heard you describing um, about the first video series and how you were mindful about making it difficult because at you know that point in time when it came out you know the only people that were doing kettlebell workouts were people that were involved in you know, special forces, military, law enforcement, right? And so that you yep. didn't want to put out something that wasn't going to be challenging. And so I tell you what, when I heard that, that made me feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and the other thing is, and this is, this is the honest core truth is I, I, I just naturally developed the videos, these hard, hard routines because most of the people that came into my kettlebell classes, and I tried to say this on Joe's podcast, but he kind of cut me off and made a joke, which is Joe Rogan. It's his podcast, or he wants to make a joke about me. But we never kind of got back on that. But I was trying to say most of the people that do my classes are women. And he said something like, well, yeah, blonde Keith with the shirt off, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, no, 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 that's when I wasn't, they're not coming to class because they think I'm good looking. They're coming to class because, uh, I make it hard and women like hard things. If you go to any gym, yeah. the women are the ones that are gutting it out on the treadmills yeah. and like, they're trying to get that rush. They're moms. They're trying to like, they're these poor women that the whole world revolves around women. Really. I mean, they're, they're kind of the bosses in most households. Sure. And, uh, so they need that release. And if you don't give them that release, well, they're either not going to come back or in my case, they would talk and they would talk <laughs> during class yeah. and I'm dying. And I'm like, I got to make this harder. And then if I didn't make it hard, they talked between sets. As soon as the set was done, they set the kettlebell and they'd start chatting. And I'd be like, I got to ramp this up. I do not want. <laughs> so I had to figure out a way to, to make the techniques so that women could do all the reps and get mm -hmm. their heart rates up. So they would be exhausted as well. And so I had to kind of figure out a way to meet in the middle sure. because women are not small men. They are a completely different physiological creature. Their sure. upper bodies just are not as strong. So uh, I had to figure out ways to, that's why like, okay, with the upper body blast, that's why I have it in that sequence where you do uh the windmill and then you do the press and then by that time your shoulder is so tired but then oh what are we doing now? oh we have to do cleans oh my god that hurts it so by the time you get to the lat pull up or the uh, bent over row mm -hmm. your shoulder and arm are so fried that you're actually having to use your lat mm -hmm. to to lift yeah. that weight if you did that's why this i don't want to say anything bad about what i see on the internet but i see these these complexes or flows and the guy will do two 
he'll start his set by doing two bent over rows and then he'll do a clean and then he'll do a swirly around the body thing and then the kettlebell will flip and and i'm like ah, it looks cool sure but i want i'm coming from a, a background where i want to work each muscle sequentially until it says i can't do it anymore okay right. well let's switch muscles right and well, i don't want to do anything fancy and if i want to do that like i i just don't want it i want it to be fun but not that kind of fun sure and, and you're bringing all of your knowledge and experience as a physiotherapist into this, right? And so, yes. and, that, and that's what makes your program and your approach to it uh, much more unique because you know what's going to happen if you do something reckless in a flow, right? Or a flow yes. that really isn't um, balancing and in, in, in harmony with the rest of your body, right? So that's, I mean, good for you. I mean, that's what you bring to the, to that workout series that, somebody else who's putting a video on YouTube isn't necessarily going to uh, infuse in there because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And I don't want to do anything that other people couldn't do. Right. So like I, I follow various people that are doing kettlebell stuff and like, there's one guy, he's amazing. What he's doing, he's doing the kettlebell juggling and it's, it's gotta be that kettlebell has to be flipping at least six times. Then he catches it. Right. He's he, you could, he could be a busker on the street for all I know. He's mm -hmm. his the title is artist. So for all I know, he's using kettlebells as a form of like dance or art. Mm -hmm. It's very, very impressive. Yeah. I've seen it. Right. It's, yeah. it's incredible, but yeah. I don't like it. Like for me, I don't like it. I like looking at it, but I wouldn't, that, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to get in a kettlebell juggling. I'm a purist in the sense that, you know, with the Olympic lifts, you're never going to, they're not going to change the Olympic lifts in the uh, Olympics where the guy, instead of just doing like a, a clean and press, he's going to add a, like a half pirouette while the bar is up in the air and catch it. And come. You know what I mean? Like I think sure. the purity of the kettlebell training, if you can just, you can keep it basic, but add variety for the sake of keeping yourself going until you literally have to stop. It's got, it's got to have a purpose. Absolutely. And so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when we were setting up the, the timing for this to, to get on and, and have this uh, conversation, you know, I was really struck by the fact, Keith, that you took the time to listen to my first uh, episode of the Upgraded Life podcast. And oh, yeah. so I want to say, you know, thank you for that. And, you know, I'll give you some, an opportunity to kind of reflect on what you heard there. But I, I ask everybody that comes on the show, what, what does the word mindset mean to you? And yeah, how, how you describe it. And I'm sure I, I know, I mean, you're a triathlete, you've been training trainers and, you know, you have to have some conception of mindset. So I'm really interested in from, from, from your take, uh, when you hear that word, what comes to mind for you? How do you describe it? I, you know what? I guess you could sum it up as your general attitude um, towards life, uh, towards everything you do. Um, and I, there's a couple. My mom, she's so such a wise woman, and she had all these old-fashioned sayings. And one of them was, "The world doesn't owe you a living." And I remember when I was a kid, she started saying that when I was a little kid, <laughs> and I, I never understood what she. I know I understand now. But at the time, I, I never understood. What, what do you mean the world doesn't owe me a living? Like it's because I think I was a little bit of a turd when I was a kid. And I think so. My mom, thank God I had her for a mom because I don't know how I would have ended up 
And because uh, you know how we're all born with a certain personality. I, sure. I definitely, my daughter has my personality. <laughs> um, but now I realize like I've, I've actually lived that as my, one of my primary mottos is like, I don't, I don't deserve, like I don't just naturally deserve so many subscribers on YouTube or Instagram. I don't deserve to make this next amount of money just because I am who I, like I need to, I need to earn that. I need sure. people, I need to put something out there that's worthwhile. And now in order to do that though, I need to have the attitude. I need to make myself feel good. <laughs> so I'm able to produce stuff that other people like or, or do a job on people that, that they like. And in order for me to get to that mindset, I can't just, I'm not powerful enough mentally to just, you know, meditate and then come out of it and say, bing, okay. Like I can, I can fake it till I make it, of course. Mm -hmm. Like if I have a bad day and I didn't get my workout in, I can make it through an eight hour day at work and put on a happy face, but oh my God, is it ever draining compared to a day where I give myself that, that mindset uh, boost with the exercise. Mm -hmm. And then it just, all these habits that I've sort of ingrained, like the, throughout life uh, are easier to practice, I guess. Sure. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think most people that, that do have an exercise routine probably, you know, find life is easier when they do fulfill that. But, but then to get to the exercise, you have to have a mindset as well. Like if that's not just going to happen, that's so another one of my favorite sayings is the action comes before the motivation. Mm. And I learned that from an older guy that I tree planted with. And I know there's various uh, takes on that theme, but that was his exact words. He, uh, he said, yep, yeah, the action comes. He had, he had all these wise things. I think he was old. Like he was like 31 and I was <laughs> like probably 20, right? Yeah. So he was hanging out with me. And I remember I was always sort of attracted to older guys because uh, they, they always had like cool things to tell me. Whereas guys my age were, they weren't as interesting. So I always was right. drawn to, uh, and he was like definitely a mentor, but a friend. And so then I always think that like, and, and a lot of times I've just accidentally, it's been reinforced so many times where I've had to teach a kettlebell class at the end of the day. And the last thing I want to do is exercise or teach a class, but I go and do it because I said I would. And people are waiting down there. Where's Keith? And when I'm done, I'm like, thank God I did that. Right, like, right. Like, like, the so, world doesn't owe you a living. You've got to get out there and make it. Yeah. And, and I always, my new one is what if. Mm -hmm. So I, before I make any decisions, I always say, what if? Like, you know, like yesterday I was training a, a guy, really awesome guy. And uh, I thought, I feel absolutely trashed from all that. Like we're at the end of the six week thing, but he was just so stoked. He's like, I'm having a great day. Keith. I'm just, I wish you'd work out with me today. Cause a lot of times I'm too tired. I'm like, I'm sure. sorry. I just, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to guide you through it. And I'm like, and I thought, what if I did, what if I just tried? Yeah. And, uh, well, it turned out I had an amazing workout. I did day, the final day of, or the second final day of week six, a day early. And I felt amazing. And I thought, if I let my mind, you know, like there's the different, I, you, well, you, this is your, what you do for a living, you know, yeah. all about this stuff. So, but if I let that 
part of my mind that's <laughs> sort of the devil on my shoulder saying, sure. no, Keith, you need a break. You're right. I wouldn't have had nearly, I had an amazing day yesterday because right. of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's something <laughs> that I do. I do talk and, and teach to people is, and I learned it from my coach and that your brain is ultimately exists for one reason and that's to keep you alive. I mean, that's, that's what your brain's ultimate job is, right? So uh, your brain is built for survival. So at the end of your work day, Keith, right? When you're worn out, you're tired, uh, you're, you're ready for your whiskey break, right? And then, oh, I want you to work out with me. Well, if you leave <laughs> your brain unchecked, your brain's going to start telling you, like, just like you said, right? Don't do it. You're tired. Um, you're going to be even more tired. You might get hurt. What? Cause that's what your brain does, right? <laughs> yeah. It's trying to keep you alive. Uh, but being able to consciously say, what if, right? What if I do work out and, and what if I do actually enjoy it? Well, then your brain will actually start filling in those holes, right? So if you ask yourself, what if, you know, what if I do this and what if I enjoy it? And what if it really is a benefit to this client? Well, then your brain's start, start going to telling you like, well, you're actually going to have a good evening then. And you're probably going to feel yeah. better and your client's really going to appreciate you. So your brain will fill in um, whatever uh, is left based on the question that you asked it. So I, I really appreciate that. Mm. That what if, right? Because <laughs> that's just what it does. Yeah. So if you yeah. say, um, what, what if I'm, what if I hurt my shoulder? <clears throat> well, your brain's going to start telling you and you're going to have all these images and you will, cause you're a physical therapist, right? You know? Um, but if you say, you know, what if this goes really well, your brain will fill in, you know, those images as, as well. So it's a simple thing. It takes practice, but it's, there's a lot of power in that. So I appreciate uh, you bringing the power of what if there. <laughs> well, and I just love talking to somebody like you that is, like me in a sense that I'm sure if you would have wanted to, you, and I'm not saying anything bad against the field of psychiatry, but you could have chosen that path mm -hmm. and used medication to help people. And the, and I get it. It's a different realm like here, but for me, like I wanted to do something that I, I wanted to do as much as I could sort of naturally to help people. Sure before we go and do a knee surgery or before we give them painkillers. And yep. to me, that was, there's times when that's necessary, but yep. uh, you, yeah, it's just, it's so amazing how uh, common sense isn't so common. That's right. <laughs> Especially yeah. when it comes to what you do. Right. I mean, just that's you saying that to me, I'm like, that totally makes sense. And, and just knowing that, uh, you know, if I have a thought where I, I feel lazy, I could just, that's going to really, I'm going to thank you. That's going to be very powerful. And yeah. thinking, yeah, my brain's just trying to protect me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm with you too on the, on, you know, psychiatry and, you know, the way that, you know, particularly in, 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 the U S and to some degree, you know, I, I'm some somewhat familiar with the Canadian system where you're at, but kind of this over-reliance on, on medication. And I get it from a, from a health provider's perspective, right. From um, it's much easier to say, Hey, take a pill as opposed to, Hey, why don't you do Keith Weber's six week program? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, totally. Um, right. And so I get it. And, and, I think if a practitioner is honest with themselves, we need to have, or they need to have an experience of feeling effective. Right. And so it's easy to say, take this pill, 
take two of these and call me in the morning versus yep. go buy a kettlebell, do a six week um, program. Here's this guy named Keith Weber. And, you know, in about week four or five, you know, you may ask, you know, what, what is this all about? But just hang in there. By week six, you're going to have this revelation and your, and your brain's going to feel better and you're not going to be as depressed. You're not going to be as anxious, right? It's tough to get people to bite off on that. But you and yeah. me and, and, and seeing, you know, I've got 20 years in doing this work with people and I've seen what medication does and doesn't do in real time. And so I'm with you that, you know, I, I always preach diet, sleep and exercise and look there first make improvements mm -hmm. there first before yeah. you start relying on, on other things. Yeah. And it's, and just fitting something into your day and, and molding your life around that workout right. really does. Uh, I, and that's why, well, I don't know if you followed along with the video series where I took uh, Cody and uh got him mm -hmm. i'm sort of using him as an experiment for the fourth video yeah great um and you know yeah, that was really a genuine authentic thing like i actually did call his wife and i said hey like i want to sneak into the house and see if cody's nice. really working out and, <laughs> and and you can tell from the last video i just thought it was so hilarious because when i was editing it i realized neither of us our brains are not fully functioning at this hour <laughs> and I was like, and it was so funny watching him and me and he's frustrated and I'm, I'm like dumbfounded as to what I'm going to ask him. And <clears throat> I just love that. But I guess what I'm trying to say is in order for me to get up in the morning and effectively do a workout, that means I can't stay up late watching TV. Sure. I, I need to get my yep. stuff together. I need to get my <clears throat> lunch ready for work, my clothes yep. ready. Or else I won't have time to work out. Absolutely. And it's all filters back. Now, I'd rather not work out in the morning because it kind of, it's uncomfortable. and I don't want to get out of bed. And, but the payoff is so huge. And again, now that I've realized it's probably my brain trying to protect me saying, Keith, stay in the warm. Don't get up. Absolutely. You know, like it's, right. <laughs> and you're in Canada, so it's cold. <laughs> It's cold. It's it's beautiful today, but it's still darn cold. Yeah. Like I'm sitting here. I'm like, yeah, my hands are yeah. cold. <laughs> I but, appreciate you enduring the environment for this. No, it's nice. Yeah. So, so I appreciate again. You know, your take on mindset. Uh, the world doesn't owe you a living. I love the wisdom that your uh, mom passed on there, and then your mentor. I mean, these are again. These are all things that. Um, are ubiquitous in terms of people's experiences and we just need to leverage them right but your mentor is saying you know the action becomes uh, comes before the motivation you know my saying that yeah. i picked up um, from nick peterson is you know uh, action is superior to intellect meaning that you, <laughs> you can know all these things right but if you don't put it into action what, what have you actually you know done what you know what, right you know are you making progress and if you commit to daily action, the intellect will come along uh, with it, right? But we can do a lot of intellecting and not a whole lot of doing. And so I really like your mom was on the same or your mentor was on the same plane there as that. Well, and I love how you said if you read four books yep. on any topic, yep. you will know more than 95% of the population. Yep. That 
that's another amazing thing that that to me that is like one of the most motivating things so i want to find out about something all i need to do is read four books well i like reading anyway and if it's a topic i'm interested in yeah wow like that's that's very motivating. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So if you, if you lack knowledge in anything, that's, that's literally all you have to do. And the, the theory behind that, it's gotta be a quality source, right? I mean, it can't be, it yeah. can't be you know, but so if you read four quality books on whatever topic it is that you're interested in, you will have achieved the knowledge base. Like, like you said, that's uh, above 95% of other people that know about that discipline. And, and the reason for that is because those people that are writing the books, they're pulling from the same pot of research or the same pot of observations and evidence to write their book. Right. Right. And yeah. So, um, so that's kind of where that comes from uh, around that. And so, yeah, it's incredible that if you, if you lack knowledge, um, there's really no excuse in today's environment, right? You have, it's, it's literally at the, the touch of your fingertips if, if you choose to, to, to do so. Right. <laughs> the world doesn't mm-hmm. owe you a living. Um, so let's talk about how people can find you and connect with you. Um, like I said, I personally have benefited from your kettlebell series. I recommend it to people all the time. Here's another thing that I appreciate Keith. It's affordable, right? And there's no, there's no hook or catch to it. There's no funnel. There's no, um, (laughs) you know, when you, when you say, yes, I want to buy the video series, there's no, timer that pops up and says, you know, for the next three minutes, you can get this thing too and all that jazz. So I really appreciate that. It's a one-time, you know, um, deal. It's super high value for what you get. And I I really, really appreciated that. So that way, when I recommend it to my friends and I have, and they've they've, uh, taken me up on it, especially on the six weeks challenge, because the gyms are closed down. Right. Yes. And I've been telling them for, for years, oh, yeah, I'll use yes. a kettlebell. Right. Well, now they're like, oh, I'm going to get a kettlebell. I'm like, hey, can I borrow one? I'm like, okay. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I totally. <laughs> so I really appreciate how you have put your mark on the fitness world and how you're making yourself available and accessible. So how do, how do people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? I guess the easiest way is I did invest a little bit of money into getting my own website, which mm-hmm. is, it was going to be KeithWeber.com, but uh, I think that one was taken. So it's KeithWeber.ca, <laughs> right? Which uh, signifies that I'm a proud Canadian. Yes. Um, there was like KeithWeber.org and all these different ones, but I'm like, ah, right. KeithWeber.ca, you know, so Canadian. Yeah. Whoops. And uh, and that's that's that is where you can get the those uh, and. Um, uh, and that I've got some articles on there too. And that's, that's something I want to start working on. Like, uh, and you can go to Keith Weber on YouTube. I've got tons of stuff on there. Um, Instagram kettlebell Keith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I don't know what I am on Twitter. I, I just put links to my YouTube videos sure. on Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, like I don't want people to have like a lot of people say, Oh, you should have a subscription service. People charge so much i'm like no like i i made this product i made it out of like just absolute love for and sharing this with other people and like if a person and they used to be 30 bucks now they're 20 uh just because i thought well i don't want to seem like i'm profiting off this covid virus thing so i dropped the price nice and uh because 
to me, it's the bonus. Like it's not how I make my living. Sure. If I was trying to live off selling videos at 20 bucks a pop, you know, I'd live in the proverbial van down by the river. Right. <laughs> and uh, so I think it does come from a place of like real purity and, but on the same token, if I don't charge something, then it doesn't have any value. Right. Absolutely. So, and I always tell people, you know, like my daughter, she's using my email and password. So she's got, she didn't even buy my video. She's using my email and password. <laughs> on and I tell people, I say, if you want to share it with your family, it's okay. Like it's, I don't mind. And, uh, like, it's just, I'm, it is, I do appreciate though the support because it's really helped. You know, it's nice to have a little bit of uh, extra sure. right. pocket change, but that's certainly not the driving force behind it. It's, yeah. It is really from a place of wanting other people to have the same personal experience I have. And and it's not something that's really individ, individualistic, I don't think. I think it's a very standardized – it's like I just finished my yoga teacher's training, and it's very much – it melds well with uh, the whole concept of stacking your joints, aligning your body, keeping everything in the right position so that you're putting less stress on your body, but you can do a couple more reps sure. with a certain yeah. weight. It's like yeah. having a sports car. You know, I have a friend that's fixing up an old 1969 Firebird or something. And he put this massive engine in it. So now he's had to go back and put in a new drive shaft. He's got to put a new chassis because right. this engine is so powerful, it'll yeah. just rip his car apart. So to me, if you have poor kettlebell form, but you're a big, beefy guy, you know, you need to change that drive shaft by improving your clean. Right. <laughs> you know, not holding onto the kettlebell like that. It's not a barbell. It's a kettlebell. <laughs> it into you, you know? So, right. <laughs> so, so I think it is a really – sorry, go ahead. Yep. So for people who um, are interested – you you got three videos now. The first two are single kettlebell, and yes. that's, again, that's really appealing. The third one, and I only I have only bought one uh, video out of that one, but that's the third one. You moved to double kettlebell, correct? The third yes. video series, yeah. And so it's it, all. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's I used two sixteen kilogram kettlebells in that one, uh, because I felt like sixteen is the perfect weight for some for for me anyway, uh, and for probably most men, like I'm not a particularly strong guy. Um, like I'm not genetically strong, you know, some people are just born strong. Uh, it's to get the nice, nicest blend between rocketing up your heart rate and like moving your joints to that nice range of motion where you're, you're mobilizing at the same time. Now I can use 18s, but I find it's, then I have to wait two days before my next workout. <laughs> right. And yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I, I don't want to destroy myself. Yeah. Uh, if I practice enough, I mean, that's my next thing. After the six week plan, I'm going to do the four weeks of the extreme kettlebell three. So it's a three day plan, Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Friday. Um, but I've done it with a 16 and an 18 or a 16 yeah. and a 14. Like it, it doesn't have to be identical size kettlebells, but uh, the nice thing with doubles is, the sets are half as long and oh. your heart rates, <laughs> it's just, nice. it doesn't have the same benefits in terms of mobilizing with the, the overhead squat or sure. the, the windmill. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to do double kettlebells exclusively, right? but to have it in your, 
your bag of tricks. It is an amazing way to get into shape so fast. Right. Like four weeks, like the six week program, don't get me wrong is, but there's something about that, that 32 kilogram load, but it's only 16 per arm. So it's kind of easy, but at the same time, it's, it's like, the next thing I want to do is wear a weighted vest. Oh, I thought about I that do, too. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now you're not limited by your deltoid wearing mm-hmm. out. Suddenly you're so the, the sky is kind of the limit yeah. in terms of imagination. Yep. So, but the double kettlebell, it's, uh, it's really <laughs> hard. Uh, I love the video though. There's a timer so that you can say, yep. oh, I only have 30 seconds left. And <laughs> my new, the extreme kettlebell four is sort of, I almost called it my greatest hits because I have taken some of my favorite chapters from the first three videos and put, change them a little bit so that there's no fluff. There's sure. not one wasted rep in this workout. And uh, Perfect. it's, it's a nice one. I think for people to start with actually, because the reps are lower and the kettle, the, the exercises are very uh, straightforward. There's yeah. no, there's no round the body pass. There's no yeah. hot potato. There's just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's hard. I tested it on people. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. uh, when do you think that'll be available? I think I'm going to aim for June 1st. Perfect. Just because I think there's a lot of people with this, uh, pandemic that have been sort of following along with me so there's a lot of people that are almost done the six-week program great timing i want and i've noticed a lot more people are buying the third because i it comes up on an email Mm -hmm. my wife wasn't particularly interested in this little side hobby of mine uh it's not a little side god it's it's, honestly my daughter has to tell me all the time dad can we not talk about kettlebells (laughs) what else is there (laughs) but um She's like, wow, you sold another video. Good for you. You know, so I've noticed number three is being sold. So I want to keep that momentum, do number three for four weeks and then say, okay, you've done number three. Now try number four and see what you think. You should be in good enough shape to, uh, and it, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's like my masterpiece. Yeah. Mind you, they're all, they're all masterpieces in the sense that they really were just how I train. Sure. And I just, Absolutely. and in hundreds of classes, teaching yeah. hundreds of classes and seeing people say, Oh, I really like that class. Okay. Well, I've got that routine. I'm going to save yeah. that one, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, it's all self-experimenting. Awesome. So. Well, Keith, we're going to wrap up. So yes, for the, for the person who's listening to this and they're interested in embracing the kettlebell workout lifestyle, the extreme cardio kettlebell, uh, Give me some words of advice, of encouragement for that person who doesn't know anything about kettlebells. Uh, what would you tell them? Okay, I would say if it's possible, if there's somebody that knows how to do kettlebells in your community, access them first. Because right. having somebody critique you one-on-one versus trying to look, my YouTube videos, they're, they're, yeah. they're fine. <laughs> but there's no substitute for having somebody right there. Right and a mirror in front of you and because the, it's like what you just told me about how my body's trying to protect me as soon as you have somebody in the mirror and you say do three vertical jumps but pretend your achilles tendons are cut and then now grab the kettlebell do the same thing that's that's really oh boom oh i get it <laughs> versus off a video it's like what did he say like it's right that would be step one yeah um 
And then step two would be, uh, I would buy one of my videos. I mean, get the first video. It is like, it is, it's like the band and it's their, their first album is always the best one. Sometimes their (laughs) second one's pretty good, but the first one's always the, the Nirvana. Like they're, well, no, I shouldn't, that's not a good example because, uh, it was actually their second album, but it was the real, but um, you know what I mean? That's right. Uh, and I've got, and if anyone has any questions, if they go to my website, they can, I answer all of the emails. Right. Uh, I, my neck, thank God is strong because I'm always on my phone answering <laughs> emails. Um, but I love it. And, and it's, it's almost like I get to talk to people like you, a lot of people that choose to do kettlebells and take that kind of responsibility have a different mindset and they are asking me questions that I love to answer. Yes, you do. So. Yeah. And I can say <laughs> I, I've been appreciative of, of how uh, customer service oriented you've been and how just a great guy you are to connect with. And Keith, I really just appreciate you coming on and making time for me. It was a great conversation and I'll put all of the links to all the stuff that we've talked about, the books that you talked about, your videos, uh, in the show notes. So for folks who are uh, interested, uh, jump in and do it. And I'm super excited for video series four coming out and I'll look for it around June 1st. Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, so, uh, uh I can't thank you enough for having me on. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. Keith Weber. Don't you just love him? I certainly do. I hope For him to take the time out of his busy schedule to be on my show, the Upgraded Life Podcast, I am just truly grateful. I love when I asked his take on mindset and he called it a general attitude. And his biggest descriptive there was, you got to make yourself happy in order to make other people happy. And I fully believe that. In fact, it's the reason why I do this show. So here's my question. If you have been made happy based on my efforts through the Upgrade to Life podcast, let me know. Go over to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review, because that's a simple way that you can let me know that your life is being made better by listening to this podcast. Now, you know, you heard quite a bit about Keith and his Extreme Cardio Kettlebell video series. He's got three of them out right now available, and the fourth one is coming out soon. I'll be sure to put the links to those videos in the show notes for this episode. But in order for you to get the show notes, you have to go over to my website. My website is www.nicksotello.com forward slash T-U-L podcast, the Upgraded Life podcast. While you're over at my website, don't forget to check out the three opportunity buttons at the very top. They are scheduling a time with me. I'll give you a free 30-minute strategy session. Checking out CBD products from Nature's Ultra. And then also, if you're looking to create an additional stream of income, I can help you out with that too. This takes 20 minutes of your time. Click on the button that says Income Boost. Give me your name and email, and I'll send you a presentation. Thank you again so much for listening to my show, The Upgraded Life Podcast. If you got something out of Keith Weber's information, his info on kettlebells and mindset and just his overall story, let me know by going over to Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review, and that will tell me that you enjoyed the show. This is Dr. Nick Sotelo, and I'm urging you to do something today to realize and reach your potential, and I'll catch you on the next show.